Fabiano St. Lawrence, the early church martyr. St. Lawrence was a deacon who was especially chosen by Pope Sixtus to serve the poor of the Archdiocese of Rome. Four days ago, we were celebrating Pope Sixtus, which we just, you know, his name doesn't seem to ring a bell of any sort, you know. You know, Sixtus uh, doesn't seem to be of much of anything. However, he became a Pope in 257, and in 258, a year later, we have Valerian, Emperor, who singled out for extermination of bishops, priests, and deacons. And as I mentioned several days ago, when we're honoring Pope Sixtus, not only was he, after all the you know, bishops, priests, and deacons, which were uh, automatically to be killed in the whole uh, empire, but also he um, placed not many lay people, especially men, members of the Senate, member of his own imperial, imperial uh, uh, administration. They also were to lose their, you know, their their properties, and ultimately, if they did not deny Christ, then they would also face martyrdom. And so here it is. Um, it's uh, under Pope Sixtus, of course, Valerian introduces this this absolutely disastrous uh, decree, which was being enforced in the all of Roman Empire, and so Deacon uh, Lawrence also faced the same consequences. But the Roman authorities knew him because he not only was a deacon, but he was the one who took care of all the poor the city of Rome, all the uh, widows, orphans, people who are in need. And so the, the administration in Rome understood that he possesses resources, because otherwise how could he provide for the city of Rome? And, and so what they did is they said, look, your life will be spared, but you have to bring all the treasures to, to, to the administration, and then we will let you go. Well, what happened is this Deacon Lawrence, who's an extremely capable man, uh, capable also as Deacon as a servant, whatever he had, he would always distribute, so there's really no treasures there. But what he did is he organized all the poor, the homeless, the widows, and he brought them together with him. You know, they thought that they were the ones who were carrying the riches, whatever it may be. Well, uh, he didn't have any gold, he didn't have any money. What he did is he brought, he said, and this is the treasures of the city of Rome. Uh, the people who are poor, the people who are being ministered to by the church. These are the treasures of the church. These are the ones chosen by God in a special way. And of course, can you imagine the uh, uh, the city administrator, military administrator, when he saw no money but he felt it was a, a joke was played on him. He was so infuriated with Deacon Lawrence. Then, then um, he uh, made sure that that he were to suffer for this, and so they put him on a hot grid iron to burn him to death. It is known also from the witnesses, those who witnessed his death, that he seemed to have not suffered as all 
the uh, martyrs, when the religious Christians were martyred, they did not seem to experience the suffering, the physical pain, because they could see the other Christians, their family members could see in their faces um, a type of, of peace or even joy, maybe even humor. And it seems that all those who experience martyrdom, the Lord somehow suspends their physical suffering, the Christ suffers in them. This was known because otherwise, how can a person who is facing death, as torture, whatever it may be, burning, why would they not have on their faces a sign of terror, fear, suffering, pain, and none of them had. So the whole tradition of the early church was saying that those who suffered martyrdom would not experience that pain because Christ would suffer in them. Christ would free them from the suffering. And so what we have here before us, there are several things. One is martyrdom as a witness. Martyr means witness. Witness to the love of Christ. Witness to their faith. Witness to um, offering themselves on behalf of Christ completely and totally. And they gave us an extraordinary example of how much they loved the Lord, how much they loved Him. Today's scriptures tells us two things. One is from the gospel itself, where Jesus says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. I, I like history. So when I discovered that in some of the tombs, Pharaoh's tombs, there was actually wheat still there, 4,000 years, and still wheat, because it was kept in a, an environment, a dry environment, so the wheat remains wheat. So for 4,000 years, that particular grain was grown in Egypt at that time remains a grain. So there's no change. It just remains a single grain. But those wheat grains which were thrown into the soil produced not only a nourishment, because they did, because each grain will produce a whole, you know, a head of grain, which may be 20 or 30 or 40 or maybe more, depends upon the length of, of, that, of that, uh, that head of grain and produces many. And this grain was able to produce that wheat which was thrown into the ground, was able to sustain many people in life. They were feeding, they were eating the bread. They were able to live on that, which means is that the single grain uh, produced fruit, which was able to sustain generation after generation of people for 4,000 years. It was being reproduced for the sake of, 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 the, of people's lives. So the Lord saying to us is unless we, as that grain, unless we offer ourselves on behalf of others, unless we offer ourselves completely on behalf of others, it doesn't produce anything. So it is the self-giving. This is what Jesus did. He gave his life. He gave his life for us. He gave his life, and when he gave his life, he redeemed all human beings on this earth, not only in the past, but also in the future.
because that seed that was thrown into the suffering and passion that the Lord Jesus gave himself up because he was the son of God he produced abundant fruit of salvation of forgiveness of sins of mercy he gave us everything and so the invitation here and this is what the early Christians understood that those who offer themselves for Christ those who offer themselves on behalf of others will produce great fruit and so it is and so it is and so to this very day we're invited to be like Christ to offer ourselves to carry the burdens for one another to encourage one another whatever it may be to stretch ourselves sometimes maybe painfully on behalf of others on behalf of a family the loved ones whatever it may whoever is are responsible are responsible for that it produces something greater produces life produces eternal life and so our Lord Jesus continues to say that if you love your life and you live it for yourself you live for your own enjoyment live for everything here ultimately you lose it anyhow but if you do offer your life and you reject just the just a, for me as myself you know my own happiness then you will gain, gain eternal life and then the Lord says more whoever serves me uh, must follow me has to follow me in the act of what life of love because that's what it is it's a life of love it's not life of of you know giving up something no it's life of uh, giving my freedom or my resources on behalf of others but when we give our hearts are filled with happiness as we know it's in giving that we're making making ourselves happy because when we see someone whom we share something and we see the happiness on that face whether it's a child adult or elderly whoever they may be or even making a phone call or video or you know with a use, use of modern technology there's there's that that happiness that we share and the, those who wish to be my servants my father will honor because whoever serves me he, that person will be served served with 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 this heavenly gifts heavenly blessings it is it is interesting that Jesus speaks of that single grain although Jesus also spoke with that grain as being you know uh, sown into the various types of soils we have that image but here the Lord speaks of this single grain how are we as a single grain how are we and what type of fruit do we produce and I think this is that invitation it's not that that we are to make a major examination of conscience because we see ourselves in our limitations and our sinfulness at times but we also see ourselves in what we do the blessings we receive the blessings that the Lord has bestowed upon us we see the blessings of the family of marriage we will see the blessings of of children we see the blessings of of good things that we have been able to to purchase to buy for our homes whatever it is that that is necessary but also how else do we utilize what else do we do because you know some things are part of our day-to-day -day expectations but what else do we do and I think the Lord is kind of inviting us and so the Lord says the following to us through St. Paul St. Paul's letter whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly 
and whoever sows bountifully will be will also be reap bountifully. Meaning that you know how we sow the the the, the graces that the Lord has given to us, and and then Saint Paul says each must determine without sadness or compulsion what you can do for God loves a cheerful giver moreover God is able to make every grace abundant for you so that in all things always having all you need you may have an abundance for every good work so so that somehow when we give these gifts that God gave us share them somehow God will produce more and more more for us you know, I was thinking also of today, of martyrs, 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 the witnesses, people who gave up their lives for Christ. In the early church, we see that because our, you know, art has given to us all kinds of images, especially artists who are looking at each of the martyrs, how they they died, and, and there were artistic depictions of the martyrs that, that, that offer their life. But I have to say that, you know, and and this is something that kind of struck me. I feel that the martyrdom of the people who gave their lives just before pandemic hurt, uh, you know, uh, occurred here in the, in the Middle East. Remember the, how many families died on account of ISIS? How many died there, offered their lives for Christ? I still see some of the images, those who are in those purple, uh, those orange suits, and, and, and they offer their life for Christ. How many of those were there? How many have died? You know, and we, we know that the, almost every country has, has a list of martyrs. You know, whether China or Philippines, or we have, a, you know, Uganda or, or Vietnam or Korea, or just go down the list. You know, those who have have uh, become like grouped into people because it's no longer just one, but just groups of hundreds or, or, or sometimes even several hundred, you know, martyrs of World War II, or martyrs of the Spanish Revolution. Uh, we have we have just, 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 you know, many, many who are, who are willing to say to others, I believe in the Lord, I love him. I believe in Jesus that he's the one, you know? So even though sort of pandemic, I know erased our memory what happened before because it became so intense and yet the reality still continues. But I would have to say that even during this pandemic, how many doctors, how many doctors, how many nurses offered their life on behalf of those who are suffering? We have witnesses of many there are also martyrs too, because anyone who is a martyr of love for others is actually a martyr for Christ, because that's what the Lord has invited. So we will have generation, I believe, maybe five years, maybe 10 years, 20 or 50 years. There will be probably a group called martyrs of pandemic. Those who offer their life for Christ on behalf of others, which means they're also part, part of that. Um, what about us? Are we invited to also witness? Who knows? We do not know. Today, the world is, is a very difficult world. But then the Lord is inviting us to witness to his love. It's, it's not a witness to, to suffering. It's witness to love. 
witness to love. What about the white martyrdom, which means it's the carrying of the cross each day, heavy cross of suffering, sometimes heavy cross of carrying our own limitations, all those things. There's also that white martyrdom. And, and so there we are. Blessed is the one who is gracious and offers himself, herself on behalf of others, offers himself on behalf of the needs of others. I think the, the invitation is, is very clear. You know, we can speak of St. Lawrence today, what he did. Uh, every saint was a very creative saint. You know, I mean, the creativity that God gave, uh, how to witness, what to do, what to say. There's no duplicates. Everyone is unique and unrepeatable in the eyes of God. Everyone is unique and unrepeatable and that holiness that the Lord is inviting us to follow is actually to follow Jesus in a way of love, follow Jesus in a way of giving ourselves, helping one another. And that's, that's the gift. Maybe then today, as we continue to celebrate this Eucharist, whereby we see the single grain of wheat that Jesus is for us, the single grain of wheat that he died and he redeemed us out of love for us. He offered himself and then the single grains of wheat become the, the host, that host that became and becomes part of that nourishment for us. May we then receive that love that Christ has, that superabundant love that he draws our heart, transforms and remakes them and refashions them, so that we may manifest that love and mercy to each other, that we may grow in that love until one day we shall share in that fullness of life because we have offered our life out of, out of our love, our tenderness, our care for our Lord Jesus on behalf of others. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.